Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Kate Norris. And I'm Thomas Craft. Whether you're pitching your business, speaking at a work meeting, or on the stage, we're here to help you present with clarity and confidence. Welcome to 2020 and episode 36 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. And 36 is one of my favourite numbers. Go on. Because it's the square of six, but if you add up all of the numbers from one to 36, that equals 666. There you go. That's actually cool. Yeah, math. Who who knew you would get math from a presentation (laughs) podcast? (laughs) So to kick off the new year, we're doing a special episode, and it's basically things that we've learned since doing this podcast. So we have one, two, three, four, five sections that we're sort of just going to have a chat through and a bit of a discussion, um, things that we've learned, and answering a couple of questions that sort of spilled over from the last episode that were a bit more about the... Um, the podcast and the process of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, we're going to do a little bit of a quick recap on the Presentation Boss story, sort of where we came from, how we got to the point that we are now. Then we're going to answer some of the questions uh, around podcasting, the mechanics and the process of podcasting. Our third section will then be some of the things that we've learned about podcasting, because we sort of just jumped into this, as you'll learn, uh, and the mistakes we've made and the uh, learnings that have come from that. Uh, Second to last, we went through our backlog, which is like such a satisfying experience scrolling through 30 plus episodes that you've just made and released out into the world. Uh, But we pulled out a couple of things that we've learned and sort of applied from those episodes ourselves. And lastly, we're going to share, just like a pair of glasses, a 2020 vision. Really? You're going to say that? Yeah. Okay. Such a quality joke will not again come up in your lifetime. Good. (laughs) (laughs) So let's start with Presentation Boss. We do get a lot of questions about our business and how it came about. The what, the why, the where. Yeah, all of that sort of stuff. So we thought we'd just share a little bit behind the scenes of our business and kind of how it came about, a little bit where we've been and what the business looks like now. Yeah, peel back the pants. Peel back the curtain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's start right at the beginning, which is about three years ago. Was it 2016 now? Hmm. Yeah, pretty quickly we sort of worked out that we both really liked speaking and presenting and really felt that we had something to offer the world and we had all sorts of weird ideas floating around at that time. Mm. Um. None of which really is what we do now, which is <laughs> a bit interesting. Well, I, I do actually believe that that is the nature of a lot of businesses, that they evolve and look nothing like they do at the beginning. Oh, I mean, isn't that like most ideas too? You have an idea yeah. and then you pull it apart and criticise it and... Try it. And put it back together in the best way that it fits, yeah. Yeah. And then we basically kind of just started. Yeah. And so I think the very first thing that we ever did was in Brisbane here was an open to the public presentation skills workshop was a full day workshop. Mm. And that was, that was the starting place, I guess. Yeah. We just gave it a go, dive straight in. Mm. And I think that very first workshop was such a learning for us. We tried to cram way too much content in and our workshops now and how we facilitate are so significantly different just from learning and understanding what a workshop could and should be a lot more. Mm. So it did really take us quite some time to understand exactly what we're about, exactly what our niche is, because presentation skills is actually a really wide umbrella. Mm. And you've got a niche down within that as well. And it took us a little while to actually understand what that is. And now we're quite comfortable 
with our niche and, and where we are. But it has taken a lot of time to really understand and refine that. And who we offer it to as well, most yeah. importantly. Yeah. Um, so as far as the podcast, oh man, it must have been like two years ago. Mm. Either we had the idea or we were told that we should do a podcast. And what did we do about it? Bugger all. And on Procrastinated. A, yeah, because it's a big, scary thing. Like, we've both been podcast listeners for some time. Mm. Yes, yeah. And so, yeah, it was, it was just a big, scary thing, wasn't it? Like, mm. like, just a mammoth undertaking. Yeah. So we got serious about planning it in around March last year. And even just working out what the podcast was going to look like, because if you're a regular listener, you'll know that we do three different formats. We do the speech breakdowns, the discussions, and the interviews. So even just working out what that was going to look like <laughs> took a fair bit of planning and behind-the-scenes work. And in March, I just happened to be nine months pregnant, <laughs> which means that we had this big plan to start recording in April, and we did, and we did. Mm-hmm. However, I had a baby on the 1st of April. <laughs> <laughs> So time-wise, it's certainly been, shall we say, a shock because we've got this massive project, this podcast, and then this side project that I have with a baby on top of it all. So in hindsight, that probably wasn't the most intelligent thing that we've ever done. (laughs) It's also, I think, a little bit business. Life goes on. You keep doing new stuff. Yes, which is easy for you to say when you're not having two hours sleep at night. (laughs) doing this podcast uh really has it has played a part in us helping to understand ourselves and our business a fair bit as well yeah Um, for sure talking through some things and and thinking about the guests we want on and and even getting involved with other podcasters here in brisbane has really helped us to understand where this podcast sits uh, within our business and our business itself so Well, I think sometimes we have topics and we just kind of realise what we enjoy talking about more, what we're more comfortable talking about more, and we've just kind of naturally found our niche just a little bit more. Yeah, Um, and certainly played a part. We've done a lot of other work in the business just by itself. So why don't we talk a little bit about what we actually do now when we're not podcasting? Hmm. So both of us specialise within presentation skills. We both... We both put ourselves under the banner of visual communication, so using visuals with presentation. That's kind of why we talk about PowerPoint and visual aids and stuff a fair bit. So I personally have a love for PowerPoint uh, and how it can benefit presentations, and that covers basically any program that makes slides or presentation software. And with my background in data, I've kind of really niched down into the data visualization and data presentation aspect of the business. Yeah, so I think if we had a recommendation looking back at starting our business, it turns out uh, just starting your business on day one and being like, yeah, we're just going to speak and do presentations and maybe help other people do that is not the greatest, most concrete business plan. Yeah, I'll agree with that. And I think if I had one piece of business advice for people, it would be to have a much more solid business plan going in. And it's taken us a long time to build a client base probably longer than we expected. And I think it's a, it's probably a trap that people fall into, that they think they can just kind of quit their jobs and immediately have a lucrative, sustained business. And it's actually taken us a couple of years to get to that point. Mm. So that's a little bit about Presentation Boss. Yeah. All right, let's talk about some questions we get about the art, the craft and the mechanics of podcasting. 
the first one, I remember first getting this question like a handful of episodes in and somebody came up to me and they just said, uh, how many tries does it take you guys to get a clean run through of the episode? And we laughed and laughed. Yeah. And we've, we've, like, we've got that question since. Maybe the, maybe some podcast listeners don't realise that you can edit audio. Mm, significantly. And, and we, yeah, we do. Yeah. Because that wasn't even a possibility in my mind that you record the episode and it's just one clean sort of take. Our podcast, and I believe 99.9% of all podcasts, are edited. Mm. You do a recording and then you go back um, with some sort of software and you edit it. You pull out all the, you know, the bits that aren't needed for the final product. Not to mention we tack on an intro and the outro and that little tune in between our sections. Like there's a, there's a bit goes on. Which generally then raises the question how much editing does actually happen. It really varies. Sometimes it varies. we have sometimes we have really good runs through. Yep. And some episodes, if we're getting stuck on a question, we'll have to kind of take a break and go, you know what, we need to think about this, how we're going to say this. Yep. Or sometimes we just fumble over our words and have to say it twice to make it sound right. But generally the episode you're hearing took twice as long to record. So for a half hour episode, we were probably recording for uh, the best part of an hour. Hmm. We edit what we do, even though it may not sound like it, which I'm going to take as a compliment to my editing skills. <laughs> um, the, only, the only exception I will make is our guest interviews, because those guys nearly always absolutely smash it, like absolutely nail it. Yeah. Because they're talking about one thing that they know super deep. We ask a question and they they know their answer and they say it and that's beautiful. So don't feel like I'm editing guests. And I think that's probably a learning for us was we've been guests on podcasts. And when you ask a specific question about your area, you can actually talk about it really quite easily. Yeah. <laughs> and I found a big difference between that and actually being a host. And every week we're talking about something different. Mm -hmm. And it's not the same sort of thing over and over. You're not talking about one particular thing. So it does become just a little bit more difficult to talk about smoothly. Yeah, because we've both been guests on other people's podcasts. And I know I'm a better guest than I am a host. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I surprise even myself with how smoothly I talk. Somebody just asked me a question like, all right, let's talk PowerPoint. You know? mm. <laughs> so another question we, we get a fair bit is where do you record? I kind of get this because nobody just happens to have a recording studio. Mm. You know, um, when we were looking at starting a podcast, there's all these things you have to think about. You know, there's audio editing software, a microphone, a place to record and the time to do it. And there's all these options around these things. And so where do we actually record? Well, we've done, we've done a couple of episodes like in people's spare rooms. I think we've done one or two in an actual recording studio that we booked but mostly we record either in a bedroom or a lounge room at home at one of our homes kind of just whichever is free of children and cats and noise for the day yeah my daughter's room is really our main recording studio yep because it's got curtains yeah and carpet a bed a wardrobe full of clothes things that it's able to absorb sound just a little bit better than a bare room with sound bouncing off the walls yeah so i think i think that's that's probably our suggestion if you need a place to record. Pick a room that's sort of the... Um... The squishiest room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hang up some uh, blankets and tails if you have to. So then in terms of equipment and software, and mm. this has been a bit of a... This has been a bit of a mishmash over the, over the months. We first started, we would shove my phone with its native voice recorder app into a tripod, but we plugged in an external microphone and we were using a Rode VideoMic Me, which is just the microphone we had at the time. 
It's actually a beautiful little microphone. It's 80 bucks ish Yep. And it does a really nice job. No, it's not absolutely perfect, but it does a really nice job, and it was a great starting place. At current, and what we're recording this episode on, uh, we had a we had a mate lend us a Rode NT-USB, so it's a USB desktop microphone. So it's worth about $200 and gets us a, a bunch better quality, which plugs directly into a computer or laptop. Yeah. And then it's different again when we're recording online, if we have a guest or something that we're not in the same location as, and we just use our headsets. Yeah, nothing specific at this time. Um, and then when we're online, we record via Zoom. I think most um, podcasts that record online do the same thing. Mm. Last two things to do with software. I edit using a program called Audacity. I It's a pretty common one. It's completely free. There's heaps of tutorials out there if you need to use it. And yep. it's... And it does a really nice job. Yeah, it's a little bit of a learning curve to get to know how to use it, but I'm very comfortable and I think pretty quick at using it now. Yeah. Uh, And then hosting our podcast, it has to live somewhere on the internet, so the Apple Podcast and Spotify and whatnot can pick it up. We use a hosting service called Wooshka. It works really well and we love it. And there's links to those two programs in the show notes. So then how long does each episode actually take? We already said... In terms of recording time, for a 30-minute episode, it takes about a one-hour recording. But there's a stack of other work that goes into each episode as well. From that one-hour recording, it takes about twice that long to edit. Yeah, at a guess about that. Yeah. So 30-minute episode takes about one hour to record, takes about two hours of editing time. So the other bits and pieces behind an actual episode, there's cover art, we get a different picture for each episode. There's show notes that have to be written with all of the links, everything that's mentioned within the episode. The actual audio file has to be uploaded into Wooshka. And how long does that take? A few minutes. Yep. And then there's the blog post as well that has to be created on the website, which is more my domain. So that's all kind of post-recording, but there is a fair bit of work that goes into before we record as well, a lot of planning of the episode. For our discussion episodes... Either one or both of us will have a sit down and have a think about the content that's actually going to go into that episode, try and structure it in a way that's actually easy to understand, that's easy to follow, yep. and not just have a jumbly <laughs> mental idea. Dump of... <laughs> mental dump, yeah. <laughs> yep. We try and structure that a bit neatly. <laughs> For our interviews, there's a fair bit of setup there. Obviously, contacting our guests, trying to get them onto the podcast, sending them a list of questions, getting their biography, their headshot. Sending Zoom links. Sending Zoom links, all of that sort of thing. For the speech breakdowns, we'll each trawl through TED, the internet, YouTube, just basically looking for different speeches. Sometimes we get suggestions, which is really great. Yeah, we may or may not both watch those talks, but usually one of us has seen it all the way through at least once. Yeah. Sometimes we do both watch them because the other one has to be convinced that this is a good one to actually use. (laughs) But oftentimes we'll just trust each other that hey, I think this is a really great one to do, and we just give it a go. Yeah, so let's say for a 30-minute episode, about one hour to record, two hours for editing, and then another hour for all those other bits and pieces. So there's one, two, three, four hours to get out an episode. Hmm. Um, Obviously, that's shared between two of us, and that time frame is always coming down. Yeah. All right, Kate, why don't we have a little bit of a talk about what you and I have actually learned are in the process of going through this podcast and making it. Mm. Can I I start? Yeah. 
Alright, uh, yeah, so for, firstly for me is simply just how to edit audio, how to edit a podcast uh, and the process to go through, and for me it's consistently making my process more efficient of importing all the audio that we need, the actual content, intro, outro, um, and the bumpers, editing it, understanding how to improve the audio quality of bits and pieces. I think I think that's a skill, being able to edit audio for podcasts, for voiceovers, for video, all of that useful skill. Hmm. I think for me, the big learning, yes, for the podcast, but also kind of life in general, <laughs> is I would sum it up the phrase, get going, then get good. You've just got to start. You've got to just start and accept that you won't be good, but you're never going to get good unless you start. And accepting that done is better than perfect, because I think something implemented imperfectly is better than something not implemented at all. And I think it's definitely helped me not be afraid to just try something. Because I think by nature, you and I, Kate, are both a little bit of perfectionists. Mm. Yeah, and we've both had to learn to be okay with progress over perfection. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think it's so worth it now to look back at, you know, 35, 36 episodes of a podcast, of a thing that we've done and exists and is out there providing value. Yeah, content creation, I think, is a bit exciting. It's a bit, it feels productive. And I definitely would recommend to anyone to don't just consume content, also create it. And don't be afraid to try something and fail and just slowly make progress. Yeah. I think when we started this podcast, we even made the decision that if we recorded something that we didn't think was great, that we'd be okay just not using it. Yeah, it would never have to see the light of day. Hmm. And I don't think we've had any episodes that we've decided not to upload. No, we've released all the episodes we've recorded. Yeah. All right. The biggest, most painful thing I think that I have learned. This pains me to talk about, Kate. Go on. <laughs> Let's jump over into Confession Corner for a moment. Because due to nothing but my mistakes, we have had oh, to yep. fully re-record two whole episodes mm. and one half an episode. Mm-hmm. Why was that? I hear you ask. So one happened early days, which was when we were recording onto my phone. And when I deleted the file off my phone was before I had checked that the upload and the backup had worked. And so I basically just deleted an episode. Just I, <laughs> I looked at it on my phone and just deleted it. Um, I was very happy. <sighs> At least it was an episode of Just You and I. We didn't have a guest that we had deleted. Oh my gosh, yes. Okay. <laughs> and the second one was, um, embarrassingly recently, we plugged the microphone we currently use into the laptop, hit record, and I did not double check that the laptop was recording through the external microphone, and it recorded through the internal microphone, and it sounded like we had recorded using, like, a potato. It was... <laughs> It was it was just unusable, uh, and that was oh. that one was an hour and a half recording that we had to then redo. That was a particularly difficult episode to record. And the half episode was that same day. We only got halfway through before we interrupted, which I guess isn't in hindsight it's a blessing in disguise. We didn't do a full episode then. Yeah. So we had to re-record that one too. <laughs> <laughs> so that for me was the really big learning is. Check that the microphone's plugged in and the computer's recording with the right microphone and back up all of those files before you delete any of them anywhere. Yeah. 
So my fails haven't resulted in re-record, but I did have one particular scare. We had a guest and we recorded with her online and she was so generous with her time. She gave us over an hour of recording and then she logged off and I couldn't find the file. I thought that I'd somehow accidentally deleted the file and we had no audio. I think we had you and I, we just didn't have the guest. And I flipped out. And I started trying to draft an email to her asking, trying to work out how I would ask her to come back on and give us another hour of her time. It was just an awful couple of hours. And then somehow I found the file. It just like uploaded itself magically. Oh, I don't know how it happened, but oh my gosh. (laughs) That was a horrible couple of hours thinking that we'd completely lost that interview. That would have been quite embarrassing to actually have to go back and ask again. So I come from the aviation world. The aviation world leans very, very heavily onto checklists. Should probably do that in podcasting as well. (laughs) So the biggest learning for me in terms of a podcast is a really positive one. And that is that people are really willing to be on your podcast and chat. You just have to ask. And if you can give people a platform, if you can give them an opportunity to talk about something that they love, so often they say yes. And it's been really exciting to talk to people that we maybe wouldn't have that opportunity to talk to otherwise. And I think have genuinely made some friends with. Yeah, for sure. And we have a couple of really exciting guests coming up in the new year as well. Really interesting, exciting people out there. All right, segment four of five, which is we we went through our back catalogue and we each plucked out two things that we learned from the podcast that we now implement when presenting or, you know, in day-to-day life. And we thought we'd just share those that, you know, we're learning things here too. Yeah, because a lot of this podcast has been upskilling ourselves as well in our own industry. And it's been really nice to have this constant inflow of information and take our own learnings from it as well. For me, my first one is from episode 11. This was a guest, Julian Mather, who talked about presenting on video. And it's a phrase that we use now. And it's the concept of building your energy before you actually get to your presentation. So rather than just starting and being at zero and trying to go immediately to 100, you've got to think about it like the freeway when you're merging onto the freeway. You take a little bit of time to get up to speed before you actually merge into the traffic and then you're going the same speed that you actually need to be. And I really like that visual representation of energy. Yeah, we genuinely use that as part of our vernacular now. Mm. All right, first one for me was from episode 14, which was the interview we had with Leanne Hughes who's definitely one of those guests that's now a friend. So, hello, Leanne. Fortuitously, we did this episode with Leanne just before we did a workshop in our business that was a little bit different. It was um, maybe a little bit higher stakes than, than we had previously done. So Leanne does facilitation, and that's what she was talking about on the episode. And she made some statements around, if, like, you're in a workshop and people start asking questions or taking this content in a certain direction to not sort of pull them up and be really rigid with your agenda, with your timetable or schedule for that workshop, to sort of let that happen and organically, that organic learning sort of happen. And we sort of continued talking about not being afraid to sort of move the workshop very slightly to adjust for all of that. And so it was a few days, maybe a couple of weeks later at most, we were in this workshop um, that we were running and exactly that happened. The type of presentations that some of the people were giving weren't exactly aligned with sort of the the skills that we were sharing. And so Kate and I just had a bit of a quick conversation and a break. And Leanne had given us sort of that permission to just 
pivot, mm. to move very slightly and adjust to what the people need and that that's okay. And in fact, that's actually better. Like they're going to get the outcome that they want. Yeah. So it definitely did improve our facilitation. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's a skill that we're going to carry forward into every workshop that we deliver from now on. Yeah. My other was from episode 16, where we did a speech breakdown of Phil M. Jones. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm a massive fanboy of Phil M. Jones already, uh, but watching that talk uh, about exactly what to say and the specific phrases to use, uh, he was talking in the context of as a salesman, and I went on again to uh, read his book again, and I just picked up so many beautiful phrases that he suggests and justifies and talks about, and I legitimately use a lot of Phil M. Jones-isms, Phil M. Jones-isms, uh, in my conversation and and in our business and so on. I, I took so much from watching a keynote from Phil M. Jones and breaking it down on our podcast. I think that was really the understanding of the power of words. Hmm. So then my second learning is a really small thing, and it's from episode 26. We had Elisa James on talking about our voice. And one thing that she shared that I definitely was doing incorrectly is taking anti-inflammatories when you're sick. If I had a sore throat and I had to speak, I would take anti-inflammatories. And she let us know that this is actually the wrong thing to do. Yeah, because it dries out your vocal cords. Mm. So that was just a nice little practical looking after yourself tip. Yeah, I think we realistically learn something every episode. Oh, yeah. They were just a couple of highlights. All right, so it's the start of 2020, start of a new year. Why don't we talk about what this year ahead holds for us? Yeah, maybe some goals, some guests, some plans. I think as far as the podcast goes, our next upgrade will be making sure that we have better microphones for when we're recording online with guests. Mm. That's probably something pretty simple, but... Yeah, getting that better audio quality. Yeah. We definitely have some cool guests lined up. Yeah, we're really getting into that stage where we're pulling... Um, some names off our sort of one day on the podcast list. Our wish list. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've got a couple of them already literally scheduled in and mm. some more that we're starting to reach out to. Mm. So that's exciting. And I think there'll be some really great conversations coming up. Absolutely. This is always a genuine question, is if there's somebody who would like to hear from or you believe would provide value to the Presentation Boss podcast and the audience, please let us know. Like, honestly, if they understand some particular... Um, niche or facet of presentation skills, we would love to have a chat to them as well and and we can all learn something from them. And likewise, if we talk about our speech breakdowns, if there's a talk that you've seen online, you know, it could be a TED talk, it could be something completely different, it could be a style of talk we haven't yet looked at on this podcast, flick us the link to it. Yeah, for sure. And any discussion ideas, if there's something you want to get really into the nitty gritty of... Something really small that we can really dissect for 20, 25 minutes. We would love to do that. Yeah. As always, email us, podcast at presentationboss.com.au. Link is down in the show notes of all the ways that you can contact us on your favourite social media as well. And then if we look at a really big goal, something on our huge wish list that may or may not happen in 2020, it might be 2021... But we really want to get some premises for the business. Including? And one of our criteria for that is to have a small recording studio included in that. Not only for our own recording, but maybe as a resource. Because we've found that it's really hard to find recording studios in Brisbane. Certainly recording studios that are not a bedroom. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that's a long-term goal that we currently have on their list. 
Yeah, and 2020, we're looking at continuing to grow Presentation Boss uh, and start to unlock some of those achievements on our list. Um, yeah. And of course, keep the podcast going, which leads into our final point, Kate. Mm. Which is, we started this podcast on the 1st of May in 2019. If you're wondering why we release on a Wednesday, it's because the 1st of May 2019 was a Wednesday. Why 1st of May? Because the first of the month just sounded neat. Yeah. Unbelievably, the one-year birthday of the Presentation Boss podcast will be in early May. Now, we have a thought on this, which is, we think it might be pretty cool for us to have a little bit of a celebration for that. Now, we're not talking an audio celebration here on the podcast, though we'll probably do that as well. But a physical celebration, a bit of a get-together, maybe some drinks and conversation, or um, maybe some sort of... Perhaps a live podcast recording. Or a live speech breakdown. I reckon that would be cool. A live speech breakdown. So is that going to be a live speech or another one that we find on the internet? No, I reckon a live speech. Ooh. And if you want to volunteer for it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we don't have any concrete plans. But what we're thinking is certainly having a little bit of a celebration in early May. Uh, it'll be here in Brisbane because that's where we are. What are your thoughts? Again, if you have some ideas on this, um, send us an email if you have some sort of idea for what you th- what you would like to be a part of um, if you came to that celebration. Like I said, early May in Brisbane. We're totally open to suggestion and ideas at this point. Yeah. So I think that just about wraps up our first episode of the new year. Yeah, I think it does. A bit of a look back at what we do, answering some questions and sharing what we've learned along the way, plus a little bit of what lays ahead for 2020. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode and will stay with us for the year ahead and we will definitely stay in your ears for 2020. Mm, Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to today's show. We'd love for you to leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to know more, check out presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for today with links to everything we've discussed. Want to get in touch? Send us an email at podcast at presentationboss.com.au We're always happy to hear your thoughts or take suggestions for future episodes. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend. Have a great week. No, we're not doing it. We're not acknowledging it. You're all like self-conscious. I know. It was cool beforehand and then we like talked about it and made it lame. Just keep going.